Du lytter til episode 16 av Inkubatoren, podcasten for gründere. Hej igen, Robert Schau här och välkommen tillbaka till Inkubatoren. Akkurat nu deilig att känna adrenalinet som upp i kroppen. Jag har akkurat gjort ett föredrag om podcasting som också var väldigt god förberedelser till ett annat föredrag om podcasting. Jag ska ha för en hel hemma journalister nu 1 mars. Så det var god träning och allt moro att stå föran mitt folk och känna adrenalinet som rör i kroppen. Nu står jag här i eventlokalet i Oslo och och gör intron och outron till episoden så jag kan få det ut här idag på torsdag som jag lovat att jag skulle få den ut. Så vi måste försöka hålla tids tidslinjen här. Tillbaka i 1976 så var dagens gäst med en liten klubb för hobbynerder hvor de diskuterade data och lagde olika ting. Den het Homebrew Computer Club. Så var det en av de som var med där som tänkte att okej, okay, det här kan vi ta ända ett lite steg längre. Han lagde så det som var världens första personliga datamaskin. Han visade den till bestkamraten sin och han elskade. Han tänkte det här kan vi göra business ut av. De två gutta, Steve Jobs och Wozniak, de startade så Apple. Maskinen lagde, det var Apple 1. Senare så lagde den Apple 2 som totalt tog över marknaden för personliga datamaskiner, sålde i flera miljoner och skapade grundlaget för det som idag är er blivit Apple. Och ja, vi har med oss Steve Wozniak idag. Det är er ett kort intervju. Um, väldigt tillfälligt. Han var på en event och jag drog dit och fick ta ett intervjumen. Så det är er inte den bästa ljudkvaliteten och det är er lite bråk ute där för det är er någon som så klart skulle driva och slänga tallerkener runt i lokalen akkurat när jag gjorde intervjun, men så är er det. Så när er man är er ute live, då kan det ske ting. Uansett, det är er viktiga frågor med ända viktigare svar, så jag hoppar det liker dagens episode med Steve Wozniak. Här er det. You've seen a lot of success over the years, and of course you can define differently what success is. But uh, between the successful people you've seen, what are the most common traits between them that the media never talks about? Um, you know, it's hard for me to say because I know that I was driven to follow interesting things, unusual things, different things, build devices that do things that people never expected, and yet I was and I was successful in my mind long before we ever had any kind of financial success or anything like that. So very often, if you're an inventor type, you're just driven by doing something that you feel is cool, important, neat, impresses other people. When you're young, that's plenty. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're driven that you have to find money, I say, be careful. Include a lot of people that, A, have a sense of humor, that are good at engineering, and um, somebody who absolutely represents the market. They want it desperately for themselves, and here's the reason why. Don't assume that you understand a market just by reading about a market and assuming. And the most important thing you can do is to start companies, new companies, and make money, in my mind, especially when you're young, try to turn your ideas into something that's productive and useful for other people. And as you'll hear, everyone talks about failure doesn't matter. You know, failure is just a stepping stone to the next thing that eventually you'll have a big success. And the important thing is you have to actually think, although you 
are great and you love people and you want to do everything for free, no, you should make a profit because if you don't make a profit, you're not going to have money to invest in your next great idea. If you have one good idea, your next idea is going to be better and better and better and you need money to keep pushing the envelope and pushing the, the state of the art and what, what we have. If you went back to yourself when, when you, you were co-founder uh, at Apple, uh, kind of before it launched, what would you say to, your, to yourself as a 26-year-old? You know what? I feel that I was on such a right and good path, and it was, um, um, I would have been doing what I was doing regardless. The fact of the matter is I had a product that I knew was extremely valuable, but I would only start a company with my best friend. Friends are very important. Those people that stand behind you that you've done things with before that um, have skills, especially if they have skills that are needed that you don't have. For example, I was an engineer, but as a full-time engineer doing a great engineering job, I couldn't divert and think about business and where you can get parts and how you can do accounting and keeping track of things. And No, 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 that was not a part of my life. I was sort of the artist. Artists are like that. An artist, a musician, maybe just wants to make the music and let other people handle the, the accounting and all that. So um, I, I, I probably would have told myself to um, trust marketing people who've been doing it their whole lives a little bit more. For example, when we introduced the Apple II computer, I was writing an article for a hobby magazine about it. And I wouldn't let a marketing person write the article. And now I think back and I think, oh, no, no, I should have let them write the article because they would have expressed why this is good for society and humanity and what its purposes are, what it's going to do for people. And all I could express was, you know, how many bits and chips it had. <laughs> so trust other people and their skills in what they, what they know. Yes, if somebody's been doing something for 10 years, don't think you can do it better. Necessarily. Yeah. Well, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Do you have time for one more question? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you met a bunch of kids in kindergarten and, you know, not formed by society and societal norms and laws, what would you say to them? What would your message be to them? Kindergarten is extremely young. It'd be a very difficult message. I might try to teach. I hope they know numbers. And I would like to go through numbers and orders. And I would lead up to little things like one plus zero is one. Two plus zero is two. Three plus zero is three. Wow. I want to see their eyes widen at whatever impresses them about learning concepts of the world. Or I would try to do maybe puzzles. And the puzzles might be drawing lines in the dirt a certain way. And who can draw five lines that make the most perfect star? Just little, little things like that. Um, I would also try to tell them stories about, I would make up stories probably about things going into space and, and blooming out and colors coming, just to, just to reach them emotionally. It's more important to reach emotionally than academically. Thanks a lot for joining the, the incubator. Det var då Steve Wozniak otroligt gode råd som dessvärre blev dämpat lite av bakgrundsstöj och tallerken kliring men jag hoppar att du fortsatt fick hört det som var hvis ikke ta på det ett gott headset. Jag hade två forskjellige redigerare som försökte hjälpa mig med att få vekk bakgrundsljuden och vi fick det faktiskt ganska mycket bort men då hördes intervjuet så enormt distant och ekoaktigt ut i bakgrund för att få vekk allt annat så då valt det heller att okej okay, vi kör på med det som hörs fint och intimt ut och så får vi heller bara ha 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 det autentiska bakgrund med bakgrundsljud och höra folk snacka och lite sånt så 
Håper jeg at det, du fortsatt fick noe ut av det. Nästa episode av Inkubatoren den kommer på mandag, och da har jeg med mig hun som blir kalt dotcom-dronningen. Som 25-åring startet hun selskapet Digital Hverdag, og efter en del fusjoner og oppkjøp senere, så var selskapet kommet på børs og var värt 9 milliarder kroner. I nästa episode har vi med oss Bente Solid Storehaug. Haug.